Welcome to Worst Take Sports Show. I am one of your hosts, Triune. Fellas, introduce yourselves. What up? This is your boy, Doughboy. New nickname alert, Donovan McSwag, because I'm the guy <laughs> out here. You did. These are becoming a stretch now. <laughs> <laughs> Donovan McSwag? <laughs> <laughs> My name is EQ. You know what it is. Together we form like Voltron and make the Worst Take Sports Show. So, fellas, let's get it. And before we go any further, oh no, introduce yourself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I do this every time. Hey, two, two weeks, two episodes yeah, in a row. Let these beige niggas ahead of you in traffic. <laughs> hey, now. Right. Hey. Hey. All right, so if you have not seen the Worst Take Sports Show, this is a sports show. We cover all the interesting news topics in the sports world that you are accustomed to hearing about, but in a real nigga fashion. We okay. don't have the red tape of a network. We don't have the red tape of advertisers. Look at me. I'm smoking. I'm drinking. I'm doing what I do because I just love chopping it up with my niggas. You feel me? Uh, yeah, yes. And you everybody give a public there. service announcement? Absolutely. First of all, if you're sitting here and you're tuned into the show, please like the video, share the video, comment on the video. All these things help build yeah. the station that we're trying to build. And if you are watching this on I Am Doughboy TV, this is a part of the five-week trial period where you will be getting worse take on this station. Please hop into the description to subscribe to the Worst Take YouTube because that's where all of the episodes will be housed forever. So we're only going to be here for like 10 episodes. So please go over there, join, and get with the swag sports. Hey, no boy, I, ha I have a question. Yes. Is this one of those trials where after the trial period, I can come back with a new email? <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Try to re up and shit. Niggas <laughs> be known for taking advantage of shit. That's a fact. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the first topic for today. Yes. So, Rumorville has it that ESPN tried to get Skip Bayless back, but Fox went and dropped a mega bag to the tune of four years, 32 million, so eight million per. I gotta get your take on this. Obviously, everyone has a love-hate relationship with Skip Bayless, and I think that's on purpose, but we all can't discount his contributions. So we'll start with you, EQ. How do you feel about this? Uh, It ain't no love-hate relationship with me. I did, you know. <laughs> I, I'm not a Skip Bayless guy, but hey, again, as far take, as nah, say what it is. This is worst take. I say yeah, what the fuck fuck it I don't, I don't fuck with Skip Bayless. All but, right. but that doesn't mean I'm, you know, ignorant to his contributions. Again, like his 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 contributions to journalism and to you know just the sports world. Obviously, with his commentary, I understand it. I just don't fuck with him, and I disagree with him almost every time. But, <laughs> But, um, you know, Fox clearly felt like they couldn't let this man just walk. Obviously, Skip Bayless, we got real familiar with him being on ESPN, um, doing his thing across from Stephen A for years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously that was a big reason as to why he got his first big contract with Fox that landed him on Undisputed. But, you know, it's funny, you know, I'm a little confused about what ESPN has been doing with their anchors. I feel like over the last three to four years, they've let go some like signature anchors, like for the network, mm -hmm. like people that were synonymous with the network that I was shocked to see either let go or walk to, you know, whatever the situation was. 
So, you know, whatever. I'm never I'm never gonna be a, against a nigga getting a bag. So, you know, good for Skip Bayless. But yeah, I don't I don't see his style of commentary being something that I want to see on ESPN. That's right. that Doshay Jackson. Yo, so I have a I have a bit of a different take. First of all, I feel like um ESPN is fucking something up because to keep it a hundred to keep it all the way real with you, I don't really fuck with with first take no more. And I used to. I don't know. It's I fuck with Kellerman, but and I fuck with Stephen A. Smith sometimes, but their dynamic for some reason just doesn't it doesn't do it for me for some strange reason. And I just wonder how this is gonna look tomorrow when they gotta be on air with each other and Max Kellerman gotta act like everything is cool, like they didn't just try to get this nigga the fuck up out of there. With that being said, the fact that Skip Bayless makes more than a lot of fucking athletes is just crazy. I don't have the list right in front of me. Do you have a list in front of you, uh, Try? The people that he makes more money than, like the fact that he makes- Oh, it's a lot of people. There's a lot. That's a long list. Talk about sports. Jay Tucker, LaMelo Ball, Seth Curry, Derrick Rose, Rajon Rondo, Trey Young, Donovan Mitchell, Bam Agabayo, um, Colin Sexton, um, Tyler Hero, Kyle Kuzma, Michael Porter Jr. There's a lot of them there. Well, but here's the funny part. That's just the NBA. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Dog. He talks about all sports. A lot more than football players. He he, ta- he talks all sports and he talks all sports and that those were just NBA names. So the by NFL, that yeah. by that rationale, shit, I'm gonna be talking about these motherfucking sports if niggas is getting eight <laughs> <laughs> annually, nigga. I'm gonna be talking about shit. What do you think we here for? Fuck, you think we made this show for goddamn? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we better get that Patreon popping. Facts, uh, yes. <laughs> we're close. We're close. I'll give my take on this quickly. Um, salute to Skip Bayless. ESPN tried it. They tried it. And I respect them for trying it. And this is why. If we're being 100, the two biggest names in sports commentary are Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless. Yes. And it's because of first take. Yes. What they did together, their chemistry, even, you know, the, 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 I guess you could say that the argumentative nature of their relationship, all of yes. that played a part in them being the biggest personalities. Mm-hmm. Now, ESPN just dropped the bag on Stephen A a year or two ago mm-hmm. to the tune of eight million a year. So they tried to go get skip back and drop another bag on them because could you imagine if first take came back with Stephen A and Skip? These niggas tried to make the 2017 Warriors. They tried that. <laughs> these, niggas, these niggas made the 2021 Nets, my nigga. That's exactly they shit, tried it. was talking they shit. And see, the reason why I fuck with Skip Bayless is because he, he just stands on whatever it is, even if it feels like the most ridiculous shit, he stands on it. And I got a high level of respect for a motherfucker that can stand in some shit, even if it's some bullshit. Cause well, I don't respect principles. that. I don't respect well, that. I, me well, I, but that's I'll, how I live my life. Just stick I'll, to it. Just stick to it. I'll finish my <laughs> point by saying Fox is protecting their network and they should. Skip Bayless is the number one eye gigger on that network, followed by Shannon Sharp. And so if 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 you gotta keep the guy that keeps the, the televisions on, 
it's gonna be Skip, and you pay him what he asked for. So salute to Skip. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make a, a bold prediction. First take as it stands with Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith, I don't think makes it through 2021. I think I'll, that be, I'll take whatever amount of money you want on that. I, I bet you a hundred. So by the end of the year, boom. I want my money. They are not going to make it out because there's something about their chemistry on camera that I can just see by the eyeball test. Something is trouble in paradise. All right. Well, we'll see. All, All right. right. So the Steelers re signed Ben Raplesberger. Oh, whoa. I meant Rothwisberger. How do you guys feel about the new deal? Let's start with oh. you, though, boy. I think that this is the the age old um old quarterback don't want to go home. It's over, nigga. It's done. You're done. Big Ben is no longer the quarterback that's, that's going to make a difference in the NFL. He can't like he doesn't have the body type to 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 extend his career into his 40s like a Tom Brady. He's too big. Like his body's taking too much of a beating and he's just washed. <laughs> like he be looking like a shell of himself, and he's gonna hold the organization hostage. He's this is the same shit that Brad Favre did. Like this, like you know what I'm saying? It's a couple things that nigga like it's just quarterbacks just sometimes can't let it go into us too late. And I don't want to see this for Ben. I want to remember him when he was great, and I think he's about to force us to watch him painfully go into the twilight because father time is undefeated and it's about to kick his ass next season. Terrible move by the Steelers. Q. Oh, dude. Yeah, yeah, that God, was amazing. God, God, God help you. Right, no, that was right. hard. That was that oh. was horrible. Oh, that was horrible. <laughs> that was horrible. First of all, first of all, first of all, let's 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 talk about the facts. Okay. Okay. Pittsburgh went eleven and zero in their first eleven games last year with Ben Roethlisberger as their quarterback. Okay. They ended but they were terrible. They, no, they ended the season they the twelve and eleven. They were the worst eleven and zero team in the history of sports. That makes that makes no sense. 12, 12 and three makes no sense. Okay, so that so that means they finished one and three, right? They finished one and three in their last four games, mm -hmm. but they still went eleven and zero and they won got, more teams. They won more games than your team last year. So what? And then they, they got won. kicked, and then they, they got bounced out in the first round because of no, his old ass. No, it wasn't because of him. Because Ben Roethlisberger threw thirty-three touchdowns last year, and he, and on top of that, it, he he was one of the league's better quarterbacks for most of the year. That nigga is speaking. washed, bro. Have you? Are you watching He's the same not. thing? Yes, thirty-three tubs. Or like oh. more new nickname alert has been Roethlisberger. I'll call him has been <laughs> Roethlisberger. Bro, call him bro. has been. <laughs> bro, thirty-three touchdowns, ten interceptions. That is an exceptional year for a quarterback. He needs that, to his own that, ass down. That's a lot of. He's better than a lot of other quarterbacks in this league. And the two people that they have sitting behind him are not starters in this league. And Pittsburgh's not a place where they can lure a quarterback to come to Pittsburgh. On top of that, they don't have a high enough draft pick to get a good enough quarterback in the draft. So the, the Steelers had to re-sign him for a temporary fix. He's an above-average quarterback. He's not the elite guy that he once was. But he is a good quarterback, a very, very workable quarterback, who had over 30 tubs last year and only a handful of quarterbacks who were starting and played the way he did can say that. So at the end of the day, 
you can say what you want. The numbers speak for themselves. Mm. It's a complete antithesis of what you just said. Oh, hit me with the big words right on you. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about them big words. He's still trash and old and fat. Old and fat, maybe, but trash, no. <laughs> All right, so. Trash, he's not. I got to weigh in here. I got to, I'm leaning a little bit more EQ on this one. What? Um, Ben Roethlisberger is an above average QB. The numbers not. say that. His team was very successful into the last five games. Um, and it wasn't because of him. It was because of that defense. Well, I think, kinda, I think it's kind of hard to say that the quarterback has nothing to do with it when you throw 30 touchdowns. Kind of tough. 30 touchdowns. Uh, that's, that's neither 30, here nor there. 30, 30, 30, 33. Interceptions. At, 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 at the least, he's being an extremely good oh. game manager. So let me finish my Okay. Okay. The reason why I don't have a problem with this deal is because it only extends them one more year. Right. going to give Pittsburgh the opportunity to either find something on the open market or get something later in the draft. I don't see a problem with this deal. He's a Band-Aid. He's not the long-term solution. I think- Band-Aid on a bullet hole. Yeah, but why not have Band-Aid on a bullet hole of a guy that's going to be a Hall of Famer, a guy that is a staple for the franchise, I mean, why not just be loyal to your guy until you- Because you have a decent defense. And like you just said, you guys went 11-0 last year. So you go 11-0 last year, that means you have a decent team. Get a freaking quarterback in there that can do something for you. You might be able to do something. He wasn't the problem, though. Why are you acting like you just 3D print a fucking quarterback? He cannot throw the ball down the field anymore. And they need to get rid of Juju Juju sister. Who's the better option? Who are they going to get? Like you, oh, you didn't they get Jason? Like they're gonna three D print a nigga in the back. No, they just got old boy from um from Washington that got released. What was it, Dwayne? What was the dude's Dwayne name? Dwayne Haskins. You were, hey. to, you were trying to say you were trying to tell me that you would rather have Dwayne Haskins as your starter than uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yes, he was just a first round. He, he was just a first round draft pick three years he, ago, nigga. And he and he played and he played two and a half, three games under Ron Rivera's goofy and, ass. And, and, he, and yo, he played under two different coaches. Three years in the NFL is a long fucking. No, he's actually oh. played two. This is his third year. He's, he's young Jam- as hell. He's Jamarcus Cousins two no, point oh, bro. Jamarcus Cousins? You mean Jamarcus Russell? Or Jamarcus Russell <laughs> two point oh. Jamarcus Cousins. Jamarcus Russell, nigga. Dwayne Haskins gives you a he's much. Jamarcus back. Russell two point oh. Dwayne Haskins. This is this is what I would do. I would have him there to back up Dwayne Haskins and mentor him. Dwayne yeah, Haskins never hasn't way. won a game in his career. Bro, but you bro, sometimes it's just the wrong situation. What was the quarterback like? There's a there's there's a bunch of quarterbacks that were just in the wrong system. Ryan Tannehill was trash for the first couple of years. Then he switched teams. He's good as fuck. There's different examples of quarterbacks that were trash. But look, on one but team, look at those. And then they're good. But look at those systems, though. Those systems you can easily point to. That's like saying Jared. That's like saying golf with with Jeff Fisher. We knew Jeff Fisher couldn't groom quarterbacks. It's been that way his entire career. Yet they had a number one overall pick, and what happened? They couldn't groom him. That's not the same. But bro, Dwayne Haskins is a good coach. But but, but bro, Dwayne Haskins was over there in fucking Washington where it's a fucking mess. They don't even have a name of a football team. Two different coaches. A bunch of bullshit going on. Second year, it's a fucking pandemic year with no fucking training camp. He's a good kid. He was the 15th pick two years ago. So is this semi-light and the light-skinned nigga done? 
Are you, <laughs> are you guys fuck? Are you finished? Or you guys want to keep? Go Dwayne Haskins and get get. It's time to move off of has been Roethlisberger. And Roethlisberger is way better than fucking Dennis Haskins. Thank you. Uh, so let's talk about the Lakers. Let's switch uh, gears and get to the NBA. So the Lakers are trying to bulk up with the addition of Damian Jones and. There's a bunch of other rumblings out there, such as uh, actually the Pistons shifting on, um, why am I forgetting this guy's name, on um, Blake Griffin and um, deciding- They're about to buy him out, so we might just be able to just sign him straight up. They be there. Um, So there's a lot of rumblings out there, but the addition to Damian Jones is a real good addition to our front court. Want to get you guys' take on this, EQ. I mean, the Lakers got work to do. Um, you know, I, I hope that they can find, I don't think Blake Griffin is the best fit necessarily for the Lakers, but I mean, would I be happy if he came? Sure. I, I, I know that Andre Drummond is the name that's been out there. I think the Lakers need somebody more like that. Um, me personally, but, um, you know, I mean, the Lakers definitely have some work to do. Nah, it's not time to panic again. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that they're going through this patch during the middle of the season around the all-star break where they can get it together, they can figure it out, and they can push into the playoffs on a, on a good and positive note. Um, you know, for me, the Lakers know they have work to do. And I, I believe in, um, you know, the Lakers front office. Um, you know, they've given me no reason to not believe in them over the last couple of years with the, you know, the moves that they've made. The first set of those moves as Laker fans, a lot of us were upset or didn't understand. But then now looking back, it's like, okay, well, you know, Rob Palenka knew what he was doing. So, um, you know, I, I think that it's just a matter of time. I don't think the Lakers will get shut out of anything. I think they'll, you know, they'll have one player that maybe gets away and another one that they can grab, but um, not time to panic. Not time to panic yet. Doughboy. Um, nigga, I was ready to panic yesterday. Um, and I'm more panic now. Every time I hear us making these moves, I'm getting scared as shit. I would have never thought that I would have regretted losing Dwight Howard so much until I look at this team without um, Anthony Davis, bro. Like without Anthony Davis, bro, like I just, this is my biggest fear that without Anthony Davis, we're gonna have to put way more mileage on LeBron than we had initially anticipated. And then hopefully if he comes back, I just, I'm nervous, man. I feel like we're not big enough. I feel like we don't scare anybody anymore. So I hope that we do get somebody. I would much rather have Drummond more more than, because I feel like he helps solve more of our issues than a Blake Griffin. Um, And I hope the Schrader's cool. So I don't know. I'm just nervous as shit. And I hope that we can get, uh, I hope that we can get something done before the free agency shit or whatever is done, because we need some help because I don't feel comfortable anymore. I'm officially nervous. Listen, fellas, in Palenka, we trust. I trust Rob Palenka. I think that he's done a phenomenal job up until this point. And I think that he has some things up his sleeve. And I think if a few little things shake loose, the Lakers will be back on track. I think if Blake Griffin gets bought out, that could be an option. I think if Andre Drummond gets bought out, that bought out, that can be an option. I think packaging Kyle Kuzma and a few other pieces and trading for another significant piece is an option. In Palenka, we trust. There's something in the works. I'm not worried. Mm. All right. Let's shift gears and let's talk. Well, actually, let's not shift gears. Let's stay here in the NBA and let's talk about ejections. Now, there's been some stupid-ass ejections. (laughs) Like... Um, one that comes to mind is when Draymond Green was talking to 
James Wiseman on his own team and got ejected because getting <coughs> in his own player's face or Kelly Oubre um, blowing a kiss at Montrez Herald and getting ejected. Like, is the NBA becoming too soft? How do you feel about these ejections? You feel like they're they're you know like they're good, or do you feel as if it's it's just softening the NBA? Uh, what's your take on this, though, boy? Um, I think they're turning to get into the NFA, the No Fun Association, and it's starting to get a little ridiculous and stupid. Just let just let the guys play, man. Like, don't they understand that we're in a, a pandemic? That we're 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 having to force ourselves to watch sports in empty fanless arenas it's already difficult enough nobody can go outside the super fans can't even go out support their teams there's no more tailgating none of this shit so all we have is the fact that we can watch the fucking game let us watch the game if they want to if i mean as long as they're not hurting each other as long as they're not truly disrespecting each other like the shit is just getting a little bit just just ridiculous with the shit with um oh boy from um why am I forgetting his name? From um, the Jazz, Donovan. Yeah, Donovan. Like, yes, yeah, it's like the shit is just crazy, bro. It's just like, bro, let these dudes play. It is just a game. We are all stuck at least until the pandemic is over. Can you please just let niggas ball because we ain't got shit else to do and they're canceling too many shows on Netflix. God damn it. EQ. Yeah, man. NBA has been soft for a while, bro. Um. You know, just the way that my age lines up, you know, when I was in high school, you know, it was like out of the four major sports, like who's catching the most fades? And it was definitely NBA. The NFL players, Major League Baseball, National Hockey League, like NBA. Like the NBA has been developing uh, uh, a stigma for the soft uh, in in the ways that they call the game, not even just with the text, like with the personal fouls, with what what is and what is not a foul. They want to expand the game where you can basically travel. I saw that Kawhi Leonard dunk the other night where he took like blatantly took three steps. And then they had the nerve to have the highlight like praising him for it. It's like, this is clearly clearly a violation of the rules. This is clearly a travel. Um, But no, the the one that was most surprising to me as far as the ejections was uh, the Devin Booker one the other night. I, I didn't understand that at all. I mean, it didn't even look like Devin like said anything he didn't approach the ref he didn't even move like in just the way that the timing was like he got teed up by two different refs in a span of like five seconds and it was literally just like I I couldn't believe that so the Draymond shit all the stuff that's going on these ejections are getting crazy it takes away from the game you know eject people when they really deserve it and you need to teach somebody a lesson like don't take the fun out of it you know like Bo was saying so yeah, my main issue with this is it's not about taking the fun out of it. It's about taking the emotion out of the game. Facts. So so many times we get on these players' backs about them not caring enough and them not giving a fuck. And then they go out there and they pour their blood, sweat, and tears on the court. They give all of their heart. They leave everything that they have on the fucking Sacrifice their bodies. They sacrifice their bodies. And they throw their hand like this because they don't agree with the call and you're teching them. Right. What the fuck are we doing here? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it if you guys want to tighten up the game in regard to how players are fouled. I do understand that the NFL went through a huge CTE lawsuit. So you're going to protect the player's head and you're going to protect, you know, elbows above the shoulders. And 
I agree with all of that shit. I don't want to see the days of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar socking a nigga out. I don't want to see those days again. And that's not good for advertisement money, which means right. the contracts will end up deducing. That's not what I want. But allow these players to show emotion. They give a fuck. Their livelihoods are on the fucking line. That's these right. niggas' mortgages and kids and wives and families are on the line. Shit. Let them show emotion. It's fucking okay. In fact, it's good for the sport. It's it makes good. it better, yeah. It makes it better. It makes kids understand that it's okay to give a fuck. It's okay to not be stoic. I disagree with this direction of the NBA and it's gonna have to be addressed. I hope it's addressing the next CBA. Facts. So, staying with the NBA because Doughboy's docket. <laughs> what NBA star's talent is being wasted the most on a, a bag roster? Let's start with you, EQ. Mm. What player's talent is being wasted on a bad roster? Man, I feel like there's a few of them. Um, right now, the one that comes to mind is Bradley Beal. I mean, I know the Wizards are hot. I know the Wizards are hot. I know the Wizards are hot right now, but they're not doing that. They're not doing nothing. Like, we, we know they're not doing nothing. Like, He's having a career year. He's like balling out of control. Like, could you, could you imagine if Bradley Beal was playing on a contender? Like, could you imagine if Bradley Beal was on the Lakers or the Clippers or the, I mean, shoot, insert team here, the Bucks, the <laughs> 76ers, it would be insane. It would be crazy. Cause those 33 a night he's averaging, which is crazy, wouldn't go to waste. Right. But I feel like he's just, you know, the Wizards are high right now. They won more games than they haven't in the last, you know, couple weeks here. They're playing good basketball, I guess. But I just, they're not really doing anything. So I just feel like Bradley Beal's talents are being wasted in, in that space. Go boy. Definitely, definitely a good pick. I think I would probably, um, <clears throat> there's a couple that I definitely think, um, I think definitely Jimmy Butler deserves honorable mention because the heat just looked like a train wreck this year. But I think more than that, <clears throat> the biggest talent that's getting wasted, it has to be Giannis. Just because you know, no matter what, <clears throat> they're never gonna win. Like they're never, like they may be decent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you might, you know, make the plans, but you know, and this actually makes me, as much as I criticize James Harden for the way that he exited the uh, the Rockets, I get it now. Like he was just saying, look, we ain't good enough. And he just knew it. Like as a competitor, you don't want to go to work every day and get your ass kicked. I don't care how much you're getting paid. If you love the game and you have a competitive fervor in your body, like how could you ever just be calm alone and just your whole NBA career, you never won shit. So I just look at Giannis as being like, dude, you're an MVP. Like this thing is one of the most dominant players in history. And you know, it's not going to mean nothing because He's never going to win a ring. And then when he re-ups for the Supermax, it's like, yeah, you got the money, but you're never going to get no ring. He just read up for the Supermax. So yes, he's, I know. He's, he's stuck. never going to get no ring. And who's going to fucking go to Milwaukee? Like, uh, who's really going to be like, you know what? Nah, he's he's going to be he's gonna be there for a while. 
fuck he's a never ring, gonna Giannis, win a chip. Get your paper. <laughs> fuck a ring, Giannis. Get your paper. I told you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna have to go with Zach Levine. In Chicago. Mm, that was oh my, my that was that was the that was the that was the second one I thought in my Ooh. mind. But yeah, that's me eight five and five, bro, and just can't fucking win a string of games. Can't get to the playoffs. Just just dismal fucking performance from teammates. And every teammate he seems to get around, they get hurt or get shipped out. It's Reinsdorf is running another Knicks like type organization over there. Let me ask you guys this. Are players are players wrong when they force their way out of situations? Because that would have to suck to be an elite athlete, to be good enough to be one of the few people to be privileged enough to do this, but then it just have to lose all the fucking time. Like, 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 do do players that force their way out of bad situations get the pass? I think they do. Um, I'm going to say that I'm still torn on the issue um, as to whether or not it's okay for players to ask out. Um, I understand the argument that Draymond Green made a few weeks ago, you know, when he said, you know, if if the team should is allowed to do this, then players should be able to do this. Um, and I agree with them to a certain degree. However, these are employees at the end of the day. Okay. And I don't think that people really understand that. They work for the NBA. These are not entrepreneurs. Therefore, just as any other citizen that has a job. I would say that they're they independent work. owners of their bodies, though. I mean. I don't if, know if they're necessarily I mean, employees. I mean, well, yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I see your point. I see they're, in, they're independent of their bodies as much as an Amazon warehouse worker is. Right, you gotta do what you gotta do for the job. So what I'm saying is, is that when you sign up to play for the play in the NBA, it comes with terms and conditions, and the terms and conditions were agreed upon per the CBA, which is your union that you subscribe to to collectively bargain upon your behalf. But it's just like in any other field, though. Like if I'm an executive at Apple. I can't go to McIntosh oh. if I'm well, not McIntosh or Dale, whatever the other. I just is. feel like this. I don't have a problem with the grievance. I have a problem with where the issue is being brought up. This is an issue that should be taken part in the collective bargaining agreement negotiations. That's where this should happen. This should not be played out in the media in front of everyone because all it's going to do is make the owners buck up on you. Okay. No, and that's. That's understandable. I mean, I, I think that because of the evolution of the lottery and the way that they've done the lottery picks in the NBA um, with giving the teams with the shittiest records the highest chance, you know, of getting, you know, the top few picks and the way that that's kind of the evolution of it, because, you know, the lottery has been around like 30 some years or whatever. And, you know, it's it's changed. It's, it's evolved and it's constantly changed. Um it's kind of a, it's it's a recurring thing now where the best players from college or Europe are going to go to the shittiest teams. That's just, that's just how it goes. So, I mean, I feel like because of the way that things are now, I don't know if, I don't think I necessarily have a problem with an, with a, with a player asking out, but that's not the situation that James Harden was in. And that's why I have a problem with the way James Harden did it. 
because it wasn't like um, players like Zach Levine, you know, or players like Zion, for example. Like, let's use Zion as an example. He just came out in the draft. Um, you know, he didn't have a choice as to what team he played for. Like, he's going to be he's going to be on the Pelicans for a while and they're not going to be good. Obviously we've seen this and they're not going to be good. And there will come a time where Zion's going to have that same situation, that Giannis situation where it's like, do you want to go but, into but the market Q, but as let a me, free agent? But let me you ask you this though. Go somewhere. You. Do you want to push your way out? Yeah. Let me ask you this though. But then how is it, is it sounds hypocritical because when teams are ready to move up off of players, they just do that shit. They don't explain shit. They just do it. Yeah, so but why, bro, this so is why a, can't players take some of that power back? Like, fuck y'all. I'm gonna do what the fuck I want to do. Well, because this, let me answer that. Yeah, because I. This is the reason why. Okay. When a team is negotiating on behalf of the team, mm -hmm. there has to be equal trade value. Right. When players do it, it's usually for a selfish reason. James Harden said. I'm going to use my short contract against the team and say, if you don't trade me to these teams, I'm not re-signing wherever it is that I go. So that right. immediately takes trade partners off of the table. That's why I have a problem with it. When, when a GM is trading, he's like, damn, I got to get rid of Shaquille O'Neal. What's equal value so that there's still parity in the league? There's still competition because right. the Lakers GM wants to beat the Pistons GM who wants to beat the Knicks GM. It's It makes it competitive. What James Harden just did doesn't make the league more competitive. In fact, it does the opposite. Well, but no, because but when teams are ready to just be like whatever with you, they'll just get the fuck rid of you. Like, and it doesn't matter. You can show them loyalty, you can show them love, but they're ultimately gonna do what's best for them. I just don't see why players are criticized for doing the same. I mean, if we're talking about the NFL, okay, we have an argument there. If we're talking about the NBA, I don't think we have an argument there. The NBA doesn't no. throw players away. No, I mean, it, 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 it's across the board, though. They throw players in on trades all the time that don't be having shit to do with shit. Hold up, but across the board. But what it does is it, it still creates parity and competition. When you have players that just force their trades, well, they're they're always gonna force the trade to go to a situation that's copacetic for them, but that may not make the league more competitive. So you don't think that Brooklyn make the made the fucking league way more competitive? No, no. I think Brooklyn made the league way less competitive. Way, way less competitive. Hell no. Whenever you have three, how do they not? How do you how do you not how do you make the league more competitive by putting three of the top ten players in the league on one team? Because now you have a, a because the East has always been really fucking weak. Well, now maybe y'all are right. Yeah, when I think what? Yeah. Oh, that's exactly what it is. It's less competitive because nobody in the East is gonna have a better record. You're gonna than take the next. that L oh, yeah. by the end of the year when first take is still on. I need my money. <laughs> I need my. I was about to try to argue, but then I was just like, "There's nothing you can say. Like, it's not gonna make sense." All right, I'm throwing a I'm throwing a um curveball at y'all. Curvesies. Curvies. Okay. EQ. Top five NBA centers of all time. Ooh. Mm. Mm. Wow. Your question will not be the same, Doughboy. So oh, don't start thinking, nigga. <laughs> Just smoke. All I know is if he, if he don't put ha if he don't put Hakeem as number one, I'm a fire on him next time I see him. But you're not gonna do shit. 
Go ahead. <laughs> those hands, those hands are so slow. Um, man, it's more about it's less about who's in it and more about the order. I, I, I no think, order, no order. I don't want to put that type of pressure on you. Oh, okay, oh, okay. Well, that, that's I don't want that's this show to end in in an hour. I, okay, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, definitely Hakeem. Yes. No um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Uh, Shaq. Yeah. Um, Moses Malone. Hmm. And Luke Longley. No, I'm just. <laughs> no. And David Robinson. All right. Go boy. Yeah. I need your top five favorite boxers of all time. Your favorites, not the greatest. Your favorites. Floyd. Mm hmm. Mike Tyson. Mm hmm. Uh, Muhammad Ali. Mm hmm. Um, Hitman Hearns. I thought you and, were Hickman holler out. <laughs> and Butterbean. What the fuck? Yo, Butterbean. He was a fat Butterbean nigga, but used he was, to knock he some was the biggie, people out, bro. He was the biggie of boxing, nigga. He was a fat nigga with hands. With he was the reason I stopped. Butterbean was the reason I stopped running from niggas in school. When I seen him, I was like, oh, fat. I mean, he can Butter fight too. Butterbean back hands. But. And nigga, I just started throwing shits. Nigga, when I started throwing them shits, I was like, yeah. So you didn't have George Foreman on your list, did you? Nah, but George Foreman. How you nice put Butterbean ahead of George Foreman? That's crazy. Because Butterbean represented for the fat niggas, you understand? Just like Heavy D. You know what I'm saying? I came up just idolizing all the great fat niggas. B.I.G. I need a video of you doing the running man at 12. <laughs> <laughs> My shit was the walking gingerly man. Oh, it was never the running man though. It was the jogging man. <laughs> I used to kill the running man in 90 fucking one, nigga. Did you ever have a flat top fade? The hell yeah, of course. I gotta see the picture of Triune with a flat top I fade. It's in the side and all. I see nigga the part, nigga. I was looking like I was the extra member in the book. Oh, no. Nah. What? Oh, no. I remember one time I put an S curl in my hair and shit made my shit so straight it looked like I, my hair looked like dirty cotton candy. Me too. That's because you left it in there too long. I didn't think. <laughs> that shit was just here. like, God, that shit was like. My shit looked things. like fucking Eggie Kane on the fucking five heart beats and shit. My nice shit like this, I wish. It was fucked off. It was terrible. <laughs> All right, fellas, introduce yourselves. Hey, man, you know what it is, man. Your boy, Dona Ben McNag, that nigga with the swag. This has been a great episode. I really like talking sports with you niggas. Likewise. You know you what it is, your ass man. Kick, nigga. That's it. That's a big fact. <laughs> Go ahead, EQ. I mean it. No, you good? I did, but we was all talking, so it's all good. You know what it is. They know my name. It's EQ. They know what it is. Hey, man, and I'm Triune. I am the third of your hosts, and um, thank you for tuning in. Make sure to comment, like, subscribe, hit the notification. Please bell. subscribe to the other page. Uh, the link is in the description. If you are on the I Am Doughboy TV page, make sure to go and subscribe to the Worst Take page. Just go to the link in the description. In the description. We'll be there. It will be there. Go and subscribe to the Worst Take page. Um, and if you're on the worst take page, just hit the notification bell. And if you're watching this shit and you're not subscribed, nigga, what are you doing? Get your life together. Subscribe, dog. Why are you hating? Just hit the fucking button. It's all good, all right? ASAP. So, it's been worst take, man. Thank you very much for your viewership.
Yeah, yeah. Get out this bitch.